great future. We're talking real money. Another hour of radio, another podcast, another opportunity to enlighten all of the Puget Sound region, and then eventually the entire world on Talking Real Money. And why do I say the entire world? Because I have a question here from Taiwan. Oh, I thought from the entire world. That's a Taiwan big question. is pretty close to ah, the entire yes. world. Other you. side, yeah. The mm-hmm. other side. Okay. The, the Yeah, it's that side over there. Um. Oh, wanted to update everybody. We had yes. the, uh, and I'm going to use my favorite word again. We, mm-hmm. we we had last week, we were talking about the YouTube kerfuffle. Banned Where? from YouTube yeah. for reasons yeah. still hard. I, I don't know the reason, actually. Like I've never Linda been Lovelace, informed. Banned in Boston. We were <laughs> well, that, was, that, that might have been a legitimate reason there. Maybe, I, don't know. I know but, it when I I know it when I see it, as they said. But in this case, come on, <laughs> we were banned. Yeah, really, we were banned for inciting violence or something. Yeah, I, I, and all I did was threaten our friend Paul Merriman, and I did it in a lighthearted method. But apparently, were, I think not. you I, to me, it felt like you were kidding around. <laughs> I uh, guess not. But apparently, see, then on Sunday, I put out a uh, this is a week ago. Just a week ago, yeah. I I put out a plea. Because they not only did they ban our our first podcast on YouTube, then they canceled our channel completely. They permanently disabled it. And so yeah. I did a podcast on Sunday, and I said, "Hey, podcast listeners, I need your help because I don't know what to do." Because they wouldn't let me appeal again. They denied my appeal. They're being jerks. Uh, so oh, at least a hundred of you, at least, wrote letters to the CEO of Alphabet Google. YouTube. Which, which is, you know what, uh, gratifying, uh, although I later thought maybe people just like to stick it to the man if they get the chance. That may have been a lot of the reason why. No, but thank they you said nice things about us. That. They said they nice did. things they about did. us. They did. So we got kicked up to the executive team, and mm. a day later, 24 hours later, we were reinstated. Fully? Fully. We're, we got... Fully, full reinstated. We now have, okay. from that one podcast that I was going to put up on Friday, we now have a podcast... Oh, no, three podcasts and three classes on our YouTube channel. So the Cuban Missile Crisis Part 2, over. Right. The dispute, it's over. Gone. Go check it out. Our new Talking Real oh. Money YouTube channel. You, if you, Pretty exciting. If, if you ever wanted to see our show. No, no. <laughs> you can now see it. I already got somebody I've known for 20 years said, what's, what was wrong with you? You look really old on there and Tom, white. And, Tom, Tom, can I, can I just break something I, to you? No, I, don't. No, I don't want Tom, you to. I, we got to go to, we have Tom, to go to the topic at hand here. You got, when you, when you look in the mirror, wear your reading glasses next time. <laughs> I don't yeah, look. Yeah. That's the key. <laughs> uh, you'll see something that will upset uh, you, but you have to face facts. Yeah. Just face facts. Like, all right. Well, like speaking parents, of facing, facing facts. facts yeah. Like, sort of like yeah. Parents. I mean, this is, because a lot more of this happened, obviously, in the uh, this, the the COVID, right, where people needed help. More people needed help. And they got a lot of help from the government, by the way. The government's handed out a lot of checks. But you parents, you were helping your adult children, too. And you were doing it at your the cost of yourself. That's the problem. I've seen this in my family. I was going to say. didn't have wait, money. Wait, no, I know. I you, know which where we're headed. You're a, you're a hypocrite if you're going to chew people out for this. No, I we're doing it right now. We're helping somebody. I don't like it. So I am I. It. Yeah, I don't like it. But in the, but I've actually seen it in our family where someone was getting help from a person who could not afford to give the help. Period. I mean, they weren't paying their own bills. That's what this article is talking about. They were not able to pay their own bills, but they're still giving the money away. 
Well, that's a nice person. No, that's that's not helping either party, by the way. So I don't recommend this. No, and, and I think you should, by the way, what do you do? Well, I think though? It, I mean, it's like I think you got, got a twenty-six-year-old who's in yep, my garage apartment for free. Yep, two things. Two things have to happen. Number one, if somebody wants money or whatever they want from you or a place to live. I think they have to be willing to open up their finances and say, here's everything that comes out, here's, here's everything that comes in, here's where it all goes out, look at the budget. That's a, because that oftentimes will convince people, I don't want to do that, therefore I'm not going to ask for the money. Part two, because you have other children. I have other children. Yeah, I have a lot. You've got to, it has to. I may not even has, know how many. No, I It has <laughs> to be alone. It has to be on paper because here's what happens, inevitably. When you go. Mm-hmm. the rest of the kids will be mad because they'll say, well, wait a minute, you already got XYZ money and support, blah, 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 blah. You got to put it on paper. It has to be there because that's the only way it's ever going to be fair for familial relations. And now, you know what? If I'm dead, I don't care if they're mad at me. Well, you, no, 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 not mad at you. I'm saying there'll be one child will be mad at another child. They're always their siblings. They're going to be mad at each other anyway. All right, I'm just saying because most of the most most of the time this is what leads to the major family dispute. Yeah, yeah. When Don McDonald is gone, and oh, by the way, I got to tell you a story about your your other podcast because it helped my grandson last night. I forgot to tell you this. Well, you he, don't have he, time he now. His, I know. We'll tell in a minute. He poked his eye with a branch, and he was listening to your podcast. It was soothing him. We'll talk about that later. I caused him to poke his eye out? This is not good. 855-935-TALK. I'm feeling bad. 855-935-8255. talking real money. Want a free copy of my book, Financial Physics? Well, go download it right now at vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Before, before we get to the upsetting part of the podcast or the yes. radio show, uh, yeah. I want to give you the phone number. It's 855-935-TALK, and we have all our lines open again because people were so sad, so sad about Tom's grandson getting a stick in the eye, getting his eye poked out or something. No, I didn't get poked out. Come on. You're going to poke your eye out. 855-935-TALK. So, so, Tom, Uh, you poked your grandson in the eye with a stick. Well, remember a minute ago you were saying you poked. And and generally, Don only pokes the eyes out of insurance people. So in this case, you made an exception. (laughs) Pick on little kids. No, he was he was he was off doing something. He he scratched his cornea. I mean, this was that's horrible. It hurts. It's a very yeah. painful oh, thing. Yeah, God. really. And he wouldn't open his Poor eyes for like six or seven hours. He finally Wait, got which to the doctor. Kid is this? They gave is him the older or the younger. Older. older so okay. he's four. Okay, Eli. Four. Yeah, Eli. So um, he uh, he went and got some meds. Felt better for a little bit, but then you know the meds wore off. It started feeling bad. So when he got home, of course, he couldn't watch any of his programs because he didn't want to open his eyes. So what did he do instead? Yeah, he listened to your podcast. The Suckasaurus podcast. No, Rheastaurus. Oh, Rheastaurus. Pardon Rheastaurus. me. He listened to Rheastaurus. Yeah, yeah, he loved it. And for those of you who don't know what Rheastaurus is, Rheastaurus is my fictional storytelling dinosaur. Um, and I read short stories for kids in a podcast called Rheastaurus. Like this. Here, let's see if it'll make it play. Pool one? I suppose I could, I said. What sort of stories does he like? About himself. Because he's that sort of bear. That's uh, that's the I first Winnie the Pooh story. I figured Winnie the Pooh, right? Yeah, Very first Winnie the Pooh story. It's available for the public. Uh, it was it it was published yeah. in 1925, so it went in so, the public domain this year. 
So um, anyway, I highly recommend it. So yeah, he was very he, he oh, was he was you know sitting that, there on a side. Actually, listen, all listen. kidding aside, this that makes me feel really good because that's the whole good. point of those stories is yeah. to get kids to keep them company when they shouldn't be watching TV or Which they is, can't watch TV. In this case, he wouldn't open his eyes. And so you know, could, it's a good time. But he's doing much better today, by the way. I don't know if it was the the the, the podcast or just the. And it's also, better, you know, the parents aren't feeling good or something. Go put the right. put uh, put it put it on and on the Alexa speaker or the HomePod or your. And Google who is speaker. Rita? Rita Soros. Who is she? It's, she's okay. part of the. It's the, what it is. Is it? It's read a story to us, and I just ah, put a few oh, letters out see. and turn oh, it into okay. a Rita Soros. Got it. I was trying to be clever. You'll see that if you want to see the dinosaur, there's a picture of him at readastorus.com. Read us stories. Read us stories. Thank you. So thank you for helping my grandson. I appreciate it. Glad to do it. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. That's 855-935-8255. And Sam is now here for question and answer time. Hi, Sam. Hi, how are you? Thank you very much. And my question today is, at what point do you feel it's not necessary to convert Ira over to Roth? I mean, I probably will never spend... You know, that... yeah, I mean, oh, this, by the way, that does raise one part that, that did raise some people laughing when we did our recent, uh, you know, investing in taxes, because I said on the program, which I think is available online now, right, Donnie, go watch it online. On our new YouTube the, channel. On our <laughs> not quite banned YouTube channel. I said on there, if you're going to leave money, for, if your kids are going to inherit money and they got to pay tax on it, big deal. Wow, get over it. But if you're going to be the great dad, Sam, that I'm never going to be, apparently, the question is how to convert money from an individual retirement account to a Roth. Here's a legitimate answer. I have no idea because there's a lot of factors that play into this. Mm -hmm. Age plays into it. Your current tax rate plays into it. Your expected tax rate plays into it. So there's a lot of things. For our clients, most of the time, it's a year-by-year look. How much income you're going to have then you're going to convert because that's considered income, right? You're just going to add that to whatever other income. You don't want to go to the next tax bracket. Bracket, pardon me. You do want to have cash to pay the tax rather than paying it out of the savings. And it's so also it's, it's, it's also an extrapolation process. We we look at your current financial savings situation, your portfolio and your other sources of income in retirement and try to guess, to extrapolate out what your tax situation might be in the future. And that can help you decide whether you're going to need more tax-free income in the future or you can handle the the uh, the, the tax hit in the future. That's a fair point, by the way, because if you're facing what we call required minimum distribution tsunami, in other words, you have this huge amount of savings pre-tax you have to take out starting now at age 72, you might want to decrease that in the period where your income is lower. It's complicated. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Does Thanks that help, for your Sam? Call. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, next year is my RMD, so that's what I was, yeah, that's what I was wondering. Okay. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I thank well, you very and By much. the way, there's another, there's, our pleasure. There's another thing to think about when it comes to investing right up in this period of time where you're going to take the RMD. Sometimes it makes sense to put the lower earning securities in the IRAs because, remember, they're going to grow not right. as fast right. as the stuff would have been in Roth. Therefore, you don't want it to grow that much because, frankly, you don't want it to be going way up and have to take more out. Rather have the growth in the post-tax Roth IRA. So anyway, there's some reasons to look at all of those things. Again, our number is 855-935-TALK. And Ken, you're up next. Welcome to the show. 
Ken. Ken. Ken, oh, you're talking to me. How are you today? We're good, Ken. How are you doing? I'm fine, Don. You are like an old friend. I listened to you over 20 years ago while I was still working before I retired. Uh, I think you do an absolutely invaluable service to 90% of the people out there. And the, t- the other 10% the heck, the, the heck with you. The heck with them. <laughs> I see. No, I, was, I was the other 10%. And, and uh, I've, I've followed money all my life. That's, I'm, I'm probably the most boring person in the world. However, mutual funds were not for me. There was no action there. Uh, but like I say, 90% of the people that call in and talk to you, are financially semi-illiterate. And you are yes. doing invaluable service to, to these people. Thank you. Thank uh, you. One suggestion. And, one and suggestion. I know you won't follow it. <laughs> you, should, you should have a 10-minute segment on your show for speculation. Oh, no. We won't do that. I know you won't. I know you won't. Uh, <laughs> we won't do that. You don't need to. It's all over everywhere else. I mean, you can go to a thousand websites. You can listen to a hundred million shows or TV or Jim I mean, Cramer. CNBC is everywhere. Is, CNBC it's is twelve hours a day of speculation. Uh, yeah. it's specula- speculation is literally the the hottest topic in finance. Ours, are, we are the lone voice out in the wilderness going. Please listen to us. <laughs> Unless YouTube throws us off. No, I mean, in all seriousness, and the other reason we wouldn't do that is people would hear that. Right. They would confuse that with yes. our other message. That yes. would be not really what we're after. Well, and we do actually, we probably do spend 10 minutes per, say, hour of, of talking or 10 minutes per half hour even slamming speculation because we're opposed to it unless it is purposeful. And we don't believe. And, and you illustrated it. We don't believe that the vast majority of the people out there who are trying to save for their future need to know a darn thing about speculation except for this. Avoid it at all costs. Because it costs you money more often than it makes you money. Tom and Don are talking real money. Is your portfolio a mess? You may have a case of hodgepodgeitis, but don't worry, we can help. Just set up a free, no-obligation meeting with a Vestory advisor at Vestory.com. No sales pitch, guaranteed. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y dot com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Hello again. I'm Don. That's Tom. Our phone number is 855-935-TALK. You can call us about anything financially oriented, even speculation. By the way, everything in finance is speculation. I just realized. In a way. We spent way over 10 minutes today talking about cryptocurrencies. We did. Where to spend it, how much it's made, et cetera, et cetera. And why you should. No, no. The reason I'm I'm saying everything's speculation, because as of the next moment, we don't know what's going to happen with any type of security really which makes it an even worse word than speculation and see that's the thing is speculators like to think of themselves as investors but they 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 may allow themselves to be called speculators but they don't want to call themselves what they often really are okay always really are gamblers it's gambling 
It's usually short-term in nature. Mm-hmm. It's an idea or something. Or a I'll feeling. give this a try or a feeling, intuition of some kind. Whereas investing should be long-term in nature. It should be based on numbers going back for a period of time. I like using the academics because I, I think you can trust them when you look at the numbers. So, Well, I have a question for you that someone oh, yes, sent please. in to TalkingRealMoney.com. Uh-huh. And the fact of the matter is we have an international audience for our podcast. We are listened to all over the planet. Matter of fact, the number two place we're listened to, I believe, is China, mainland China. But apparently we have an audience in Taiwan, too. And that's where this question comes from, as I mentioned earlier. Hi, Tom and Don. I'm Nigel, 36 years old, and I live in Taiwan. I stumbled on your podcast on TuneIn Radio. I'm pretty new in this world. The risk quiz, my risk quiz was 59, category 4. I have some Taiwanese ETFs, but would like to invest in in the international market, too. After all living expenses, I have around $30,000 U.S., Again, he scored a 59 on our risk quiz. What would be a good place to trade internationally? Now, pay attention, trade? Tom. Wait, yeah, because hey, here's the rest mm. of the question. Ready? Yeah. We were doing mm. all right for a while. He says, ETFs are a bit too slow for me. I know it's good to have to diversify, but the excitement is not too high. What would you do at my age? Thanks for your time. I'm going to give him Ken's phone number and get the two of them together. That's what I would have do. Them speculate. They could they start their own uh, website. They could have okay. one of those trading rooms, et cetera, N- et cetera. Nigel, what things do you love doing for fun? I know you can't answer that. That's a rhetorical question in a way. But no, answer it yourself. Do those things for fun. Do you like bungee jumping? Go bungee jump for excitement. There's one excitement. You know, yeah, I, a little risk. You like sure. swimming with sharks? Go swim with sharks for excitement. Whatever it might be, do something oh, else for excitement. Your money no. is not a toy. I don't mean to sound like your parents, but do not play with your money, Nigel. Put it down. Don't play. We with used it. to say that we used to say people like Bill Gates had enough to play around with it. That was before his most recent <laughs> marital issue. No, he only has half. But as the much. fact is, yeah, the fact is, you know, no money is not a play thing. The markets are. When people say, "Oh, are you still playing the market?" Somebody just said this at a soccer game the other night. I said, "I think you know me well enough to know that I've never played the markets. Playing the markets is exactly what." What Ken was talking about. It's speculative. It's what's next. I got to get in and we do not recommend that for you or for anyone else, period. Absolutely not. Unless you just have money that you just want to burn. And I would, you know, you told us not to mention ETFs. Sorry. ETFs are exactly what you should be doing. And I assure you, I don't know the Taiwanese markets. But I am confident that you can get a very low-cost, globally diversified, globally, where it actually has the market capitalization of the planet. Because as you said, you have your, you have the bulk of your money right now in Taiwan. Well, while Taiwan has a very robust economy, it is not the planet. And Taiwan's economy could get into serious trouble someday. Uh, and, and, you know, some of the ways I don't even want to think about Taiwan could get into trouble financially. You need to globally diversify your portfolio and you do not play with money. If you can play with money, 
then take a little junket to a casino somewhere and have a really wonderful time getting treated like a prince while you blow some money. That's fine. 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255 is our phone number, or you can send questions in at TalkingRealMoney.com. Tom and Don are talking real money. Set your course for a great future with a free copy of our 60-page Better Retirement Guidebook at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. We're talking real money. Uh. Hi there. Welcome back. I'm Don. That's Tom. This is Talking Real Money, where we, um, well, talk about money. And this show, this, by the way, do you do realize this show, we've talked about the TIFRA, we've talked about the kerfuffle, and we've talked about crypto? Weird, man. Really weird. Uh, let me, let me uh, kind of break something to you. show's always weird, man. Okay. I, when I sat, thought through, that through, I'm like, wow, that's some yeah. strange stuff. Strange words. Just what, what about just buying and selling Boeing stock or something like a little more, you know, in the or, middle? Here, or but. how about uh, a uh, an investing, a kind of regular investing question? You want one of those? Ah, yeah. Would that make you feel that? happier? Throw one up there, Lee. All right, I'm going to do that. Knock it go. out of the park. This one came yeah. in through TalkingRealMoney.com. The subject of place? For consumers, staples in portfolio? Are those those big staples they use for boxes? Those really big... You staple two consumers in the corner yeah. <laughs> and they can't get out of there? They have to keep doing whatever they uh, not do? Not medical yeah, staples. Okay. Those are used for surgery. It's a consumer staple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bad joke. Sorry. That's usually the bad puns we reserve for Tom, but I snuck Yeah, I know. Remember the lady last week said yeah. I was the one who told the bad jokes and you yours do. were funny. I, I don't know what No happened. accounting for personal taste. It's been a, it's been a rough day today. I got a rocket coming at my. I've got a rocket coming toward my house. Seventy-five percent chance you'll survive. You're all right. Eight. I'm going to get the number again. Eight five five nine three five. Talk. Call us. Good time to I call. I got to get out yeah. of this. Uh, here's the question. I have been. Yes. Can I read it? Okay. You ready? Yeah. Okay. I have been investing in one hundred percent stocks, but I am realizing. My emotions cannot handle this, and I need to add bonds to my portfolio. Along with a total bond market fund and a total stock market fund, he was doing so well up to this point. That's an aside from Don. I am considering a small allocation to Vanguard's Consumer Staples ETF to add stability? This is not about higher return, but simply creating asset asset allocation I feel comfortable enough to leave in place and not think about timing the market. Is there a place for consumer staples in my portfolio? Well, there is, and you already own them. Right. <laughs> I mean, if you're in the total market, then you pretty much have consumer in staples. In the right, in the exact right allocation yeah, it, for the market. In the percent. Yeah. I mean, now you're going to overweight to base. I mean, this is like commodities, right? I mean, basically. Which have you know had a I mean if if you had it all in lumber for the last year you're up over a hundred percent the futures, Uh no this would not be a good idea this is that's just speculating on a particular part of the economy going to do better than the rest and we don't know that you don't know that right it's not okay here's the deal what it is is it's ninety six of the thousands of stocks that you already own 
and you will be, get this, if you own the consumer staples ETF at Vanguard, you, 14% of your money will be in one stock. Procter Gosh, and Gamble. I I was, oh, I should have known that. Yeah, it makes sense. PG, yeah, sure. And 17% of your stock is dependent upon people still guzzling down cola. Because they own Pepsi well, they and still Coke. Are. Oh, 17%. Wow. Then another, get this, another 14% of your portfolio requires that people go to gigantic department stores. Walmart and Costco. That's another fourteen percent. I think they've both done pretty well through. But the get pandemic, this. But... Wait, this is how tightly focused this is. <laughs> yes, Philip Morris and Altria account for another ten percent of the portfolio. That's like cigarettes or something, right? Yeah, Mondelez is four. That's like bake stuff. Colgate, when you throw Colgate-Palmolive in along with Procter & Gamble, you're up to like 17% in that category. This is way overweighted. Well, this, But this is something people always say. Well, I want to invest in the things people are going to have to use when the economy gets bad. you got to have cigarettes, booze, and uh, toothpaste. You don't have to have south, Coke. Right? <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm not a, I'm not a Coke, Coca Coke Cola drinker. Or I know. I'm not, a, I'm, not, I'm, not a, I'm not a pop uh, no, Drinker, no you, know, you so. own it in the proper percentages. The yeah. right portfolio is to diversify globally, to own the indexes or something resembling them. If you're really going to get into it, yes, if you're going to overweight to certain things, it's not to consumer staples, it's to value and small cap. That's where you should be overweighting. Which but, we can show you historically has made you more than being in large firm those are big firms i mean procter and, gamble and, and if you company. really w do want to properly extend your diversification based on decades of scientific research then get the vanguard small cap value etf there you go that'll solve your problem right there cheap 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 855-935-TALK that is our phone number give us a call or send your questions in at talkingrealmoney.com 855-935-TALK and man do we have lines open this week Tom and Don are talking real money. A second opinion could save your life either physically or fiscally. Let one of our Vestry advisors help you save your future at Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Because it's really, truly important, and we want to help you manage it better. Give us a call at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And Lisa, it's your turn. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi, Lisa. Lisa? Lisa? Is that vacuuming I hear in the background? Or <laughs> Lisa! No, that's Hello? my neighbor. Hello? Hi, Lisa. How oh, are you? There she is. Yeah, pretty good. Thank you so much. Your show is very helpful. And uh, I have a question about uh, um, my investment in real estate. I have two houses. One is paid off, and the other one I still owe a little over 200000 and I'm already... 67 years old i was wondering what is the best way to do sell the other one pay it off and uh, so no worry or what 
Well, one, you have two houses. Are they, are, is, are one, is one occupied by you? Yep. Okay. Is that the paid for house or the other one? The other one is currently rented, and uh, oh. I was wondering if okay. I should now, just do you, you and, uh, You're no getting worries. to retirement. Are you going to want to be a landlord of that house for a long period of time? Uh, I can do it either way. But is it? are you making money on the other house, I guess I should say? Yeah. Do you have positive yeah. cash flow? Yeah, well, kind of. A little bit. Yeah, see, that's the case with most real estate. When you really crunch the numbers, it's a kind of, but not very much. Um, if you want to run that house as a business, okay, and not make a lot of money, okay. I, I, I would not pay that mortgage off, though, because that's taking liquidity out of your pocketbook. Yeah, that's one oh, thing to I consider. See. The other would be the current your current tax situation. Obviously, in the home in which you live, are you married or are you single? I'm a single. So you get the two hundred and fifty thousand right, dollar right. write off. So if you if you have a big gain on the house, you're going to pay any any uh, no, tax no no it's on, not it's not not, not primary residence no 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 uh uh-uh. uh no I said on the one that she lives in right on the other one she's going to pay everything one, no. yeah you're going to pay everything capital gains but, but yep. the reality is though in in this Lisa in this right now what we have is a real estate market that is. Well, I, I can pretty much, you, the, the thing about real estate is you can make more houses. When the prices get to a certain point, builders go nuts building into that environment. Yeah. Uh, sure. and that brings the, the supply way up to meet the demand and prices level out or can even in some markets, gee, in the past, they've actually fallen before. Unless you want to run that. this yes. property, I'd be very tempted to take advantage of, of apparent buyer stupidity or franticness and frothiness crazy yeah so i guess i i would look i would look at it this way i don asked a very good question do you want to be a landlord i think that's one thing to consider number two would be if you sold it today how much money would you end up with and what would be the tax bill from doing that remember next year no remember next year in the great state of washington right it's more expensive if you if you if it's above two hundred fifty thousand in the capital gain, you're going to be paying seven percent on top of what you pay the federal government. Right. So there may be reasons to do it sooner rather than later. That's how I would look at it. I think those are both really good points. I mean, one, we've got the frothy market where people are paying. You put it on the market, they'll they'll they're making bids over and above what you're asking. Uh, they're they're crazy. Sell it to them if they're crazy. Take advantage of it. Take, make money, and you're going to save money on capital gains because next year in the state of Washington, you will pay more in capital gains. Well, that made okay. You, you made that passes. very emphatic. If, yeah. if it what well, already passed, passed, it's already signed by the governor. If it holds up to the knows? court challenge, yeah, correct. There may be, of course, challenges. You, you in the court, probably so. will, more than likely yeah, will, because taxes tend to hold up well in court. Does that help, uh, Lisa? So much. You're very welcome. It's our our pleasure. I you know, I have an idea. What? My wife and daughter are out of the house right now. Yeah. Maybe I'll sell the place this afternoon. You could get out. Get As a, is sale. honestly, you put a sign out front. Probably, probably gone in fifteen I minutes. Done. <laughs> probably, no, I just mentioned it right now on the air. Yeah. Okay. Let's give us the address. address. <laughs> deal by the way by the way it's no it's not far from the malty cafe just listen for tom's voice listen for tom's voice and by the way the garden what's the name of the garden place that advertises 
Uh, boy, we should know that. Flower World, thank you. Well, you, you bought yes, stuff right there. The uh, yeah, yeah, and it's right next to Flower World. Perfect location. Yeah. Perfect location. That's true. Right you know, off of Highway 522. You couldn't ask Very for a quiet. better spot. Yeah, it's right off the beaten yeah. path. The only, the only downside is the Internet's crappy. I knew you were going to get to that. How did I know you were going to slam our Wi-Fi? Come on, internet is horrible in his neighborhood. It well, is. I one day I hope to go. I I hope I get to go back to Como to do the show. I'd rather go to Como to do the show than doing it from here. Frankly, hey, Como, but, can Tom come back now, please? They won't let me. Please. They didn't let me in the please. parking lot. They didn't let me on YouTube. Rick, come on, what the come on, Rick? Coming back? Tom's it's, had it's two low. shots. Let him back in. <laughs> you had your two you shots, need right? More than that. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. So anyway, yeah, we'll, uh, yeah, as is house sale until four o'clock today. I'm going to, I'm going to list it for 1.5 million. Is that okay? You are out of your mind. Zillow, <laughs> Zillow says 1.3. So, uh huh. Yeah. Okay. You go ahead. Okay, if you can so. get that, actually, go ahead. Put that, put that out right now. Put it up right now. Give me the address. I bet you there's somebody out there that's going to give you the darn 1.5 right million. I probably would. Yeah. Probably would. You want another question? I, is yeah, somebody mowing sure, a lawn outside? He's running. Okay, this will be the first thing I did as president: is get rid of leaf blowers. He's I running a leaf sound. blower. Yeah, he's running a leaf blower right now. All right, I hear so it. So if you buy the house, I'm going to let you take him out into the back and never let him see him again because this is ridiculous. Rick, another reason to let him back in the studio. <laughs> there are no leaf blowers inside Como Studios. Thankfully, Como All Studios. Right, What's the other Como question? Studios, also known as Seattle Grace Hospital. And actually, the the heliport that was Como's. Anyway, uh, here's your question: Is there a good? That is really annoying. I just hate that sound. They come to the office every week too. Drives me crazy. I hate that. All right, it's, I know. It's right, really go. distracting. I'll turn my mic down if you want. Go no, ahead. it's all right. Is there a good time to take your RMDs? It's gone now. That's much better. Or is each person's situation different? I'm so much calmer now. I already have income from two pensions and Social Security and don't use RMDs for living expenses. Thanks. So, Tom, Mr. Blowerhead, what is a good strategy for RMDs when you don't spend them? What's the RMD chief strategy? Of blo- chief of bloviation. Uh, the strat. I mean, you could give it away. Oh, jeez. Okay. I don't think he asked that. He said, is there a good time to take your RMDs? Is there a strategy I mean, other than giving During them- the year? Yeah, yeah. Or during your life? Or during your life? I don't there is know. No- I guess you just, they're, you, they're take, your, you take the RMD, but is maybe They in the- run the number at the end of the year. That's the number. Mike's suggestion would be you take it as late as you can. Yeah, the account will then grow during the year. That's right. true. Okay, you're right. Okay, I hadn't thought about that, but we've done that for people before. Yeah. Obviously, we try to put them off till December. Sure. You wait the, until the last day you can and let I it I thought he meant, account. like, is there another strategy to, you know, paying less in taxes over a long period of time? Well, no, but you Not can really. do a charitable, what's it called? Qualified, the, charitable, qualified charitable Distribution, distribution. QCD. Yeah. Yes, you could do that. And QCD is actually a real thing, not a TIFRA. There are actually Tifra, two CDs. Kerfuffle, two. Crypto. This show is really... Um, so, yeah, if you want to give it to charity, that's a great way to get it, not have to pay taxes on it, and and take care of other people elsewhere. The greatest disaster since the Titanic, they're calling this program. So Would you right please go out there and kill that damn leaf blower? Why I'm can't people use electric leaf blowers? If you want to Why blow leaves, just, use oh, an electric. Here's an idea. Why don't they use... A rake and, oh, what's that other thing? Oh, I think it's a broom. Yeah, those work too. Try it. Come on. Tom and Don are talking real money.
Tom and I created Vestry to help everyone become a better investor, even those who will never be clients. Let one of our advisors help you start your financial plan or solve a money problem free with no obligation or high-pressure sales pitch at Vestory.com. V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. As we near the end of today's program. Yes. The leaf blower is still going. In the I wish I had the dog. I'd rather have the dog in here than the leaf blower, frankly. It, this is if you barking. if you really didn't get enough of us, and you know, we know that's the case. What you should do right now is go on over. When we're done, we're almost done, and go visit our new YouTube channel at YouTube. That's where you look for it. It's called. And you just type in talking, talking real, real money. money, and you'll go right to okay. our channel. There's some good stuff there. We were laughing about it, but the last one we just did with Paul was very, very good. Talking People about cryptos, really like we got a 29 minute yeah. piece talking about cryptos. We have three classes, yeah. and then two mm-hmm. of last week's podcasts are video podcasts. And what? Tell us why we were banned. I'd love to know. Watch the video and tell right. me why we were you won't be thrown a, out. And, and if you need an okay. advisor to help you with a problem, we can do it for you for free for nothing with no obligation. Just set up an appointment at Vestory.com. Vestory.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.